Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 98 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Expelliarmus. This is Chris. So you must be Harry, because that's all he does. Um, Yeah, I'm basically half the characters in Harry Potter. That's the only spell I use. I don't know why they do that. I guess it's because it's the only one the writers could remember in the movies. Um, I don't think they did that in the books. They probably didn't want to use too much violence either. It's kind of a a kid's safe spell. And it's a disarming spell. Disarming. Yeah. yeah. They're not using the Avada Kedavra. Nope. Not really trying to get people out of there. There was that one time Harry learned that spell that just cut people, cut someone oh, up. Oh, Sector But he, he didn't know what it did. No, and he used it on uh, Malfoy. Yeah. I feel like that was the wizard's version of, like, the F word. <laughs> like, he really didn't know it. Like, he saw it, and he's like, ooh, this looks pretty interesting. And then yeah. he used it, and everyone's like, oh! <gasps> How could you do such a thing? And he's like, I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing. That's a great analogy. That one is rated PG. That movie. Was, was the, that? The sixth one. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, that got a PG rating, That's huh? a PG rating. Wow. And I remember when I heard it was getting a PG rating, I was super pissed. Because I'm like, that's the one where Harry uses yeah. Sectum Zempra and basically murders Malfoy in a bathroom. Yeah. And Dumbledore dies, gets thrown out of a building, a tower. PG rating. You can get away with anything these days. You really can. Unless it has a gun, it's automatically PG-13. More than like two F-words, then it's rated R. But, you know, all the blood, death, put it in PG-13. That's fine with people. Yep. Chris, how are you? I'm all right. I don't know if you just heard me cough just there. You coming over a little cold? Yeah, taking forever to get over it, too. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I feel fine. I just got a little bit congestion left or something. We'll get it. I mean, so. if you want to get it all out, the, yeah, I'll let, try not to cough. Let the uh, audience just the hear the phlegm just just come out. I, I've heard that is good podcasting technique. Yeah. It like makes the audience feel closer. Like they feel like they're in the room with you, fully interactive. Yeah, it just really brings. It's them, immersive. I, I want them. Yeah, I want them to feel the mucus coming out of your throat. All right, I'll, I'll see what I can do. All right, that'd be great. How have things been? Uh, things have been. Pretty good, I would say. It's been a busy... So we haven't had an episode in about a month. Yeah. We've, it's um, been a while. It has been a while. And we we always say we have a good reason because we're always just so busy with, with life and things are Things are, things are complicated these yeah. days. And uh, but So you and I had a very busy past month individually, yes. but it was both similar. And that's kind of what inspired right. this episode. Uh, in preparation for like the fall weather, we both had a lot of yard work we were doing. That's right. That's what you were talking about, right? Correct. Yeah, so... Last week, wait, no. Almost two weeks ago now. Almost two weeks ago. Yeah. <coughs> there we go. Did you guys hear um, it? Did you feel it? It's right there. I, I got it in my eye. I sodded my front yard after lots of prep work. Oh, and man. you did yours two weeks before that. Yeah, yeah. Your I did backyard. Mine, I did my backyard over Labor Day weekend. Um, so you put down 5,000 square feet? Yes. Aside. I put down 6,000 square feet yeah. in, my, in our backyard. Yeah, that's not a small amount. No, it was, I mean, for both of us, it was a yeah. lot. It was a lot. It was a lot to do. And and yours, yours, the week leading up to yours, was like, 
home makeover or yard makeover, like extreme edition. Yeah, because we had to fix our sprinkler system. Everything was – I shouldn't say everything was going wrong, but you were just encountering a lot of problems. Yeah, just some setbacks. Yeah, just just little setbacks. Like some, we had like – Yeah, just spent, some opportunities. We spent like three days digging trenches trying to yeah. figure out like the one leak in that one, yeah, exactly. uh, that one sprinkler. So it's not like I have we haven't seen each other. No, we've seen each other a we've lot. We've seen each other a lot. We just haven't been able to sit down <laughs> and actually record something. Yeah. If we could just rec- attach a microphone onto us, it would we could yeah, totally do it. Lucy's like feeling not great recently and she's not been sleeping great, so like Uh-oh. I'm like tired all the time. Yeah. And like I know that's like a common thing for parents of young kids to say like I'm always tired. Right. But when you feel it. Sometimes Lucy sleeps really well. Mm-hmm. Like usually she does and it's fine. But like for the last week, it's, it's been, been rough. There's some rough days. Yeah. Maybe that, over the last couple weeks, yeah. That'll make sleeping hard for you, and if it's hard for her, it's hard for you, right? Are you? I mean, you're awake, and well, yeah. Like if she's up screaming, I'll go. We're going to help her out, right? So. Exactly. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's not. E- I mean, I can see how it can be so exhausting. Yeah, and like once you like go in her room, she doesn't like you to leave if she's not asleep. Like she gets really upset. Like right. she she's great for naps. You just put her down and leave, and she'll fall asleep. She might complain a little bit, but. Not too bad. When it comes to bedtime. But for some reason, bed, bedtime, she is not having it. It's not her favorite thing. Because I, I guess nap time, she knows it's only going to be a little bit. Whereas night, <sighs> night, night, I, night time, maybe, she's like... I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, for when you're sleeping, what's the what's the difference? Like, you know, it goes by quick when you're sleeping. Yeah, so. that's true. I don't yeah, know. you really don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, Unless it's like Inception. Because like Inception, they're like an hour in the real world. It's like five days in the dream or whatever. Right. I don't know if Lucy understands Inception dream roles, but... Not yet. She will. She will, yeah, yeah for give sure. Her time. Give her time. Yeah, but she's like a great kid and everything wise, everything else. So I'll deal with her sleeping bad sometimes. It makes it makes up for her being awesome. <laughs> yeah, it like balances the scale, so she's not like too perfect. And nobody is, Chris. So you can't expect the world, even no. though you will do anything for her, and you'll give her the world. Is that too deep? We don't uh, do we not do that here. I mean, I don't want to just give her everything. I want her to like earn her true. own way. That's but I see I'll help her. You'll, you'll help her get the world. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Well, that's awesome. Well, I hope you feel better. So, Christopher, we have poll result because it's been so long. Freshen the cobwebs uh, off those polls. Exactly. Uh, so, do you remember what our last episode was? Um, can you give me a hint? Um, it had to do, Sharks. no, it oh. had to do with, uh, the house of mouse. Oh, we were just talking about Spider-Man. That's right. And there have been some rumors since then. I was going to say, you told me about a rumor where it was like 35% or 30%. Oh, I forget the numbers. But then now. like Venom's in like the MCU. Yeah. So basically I think not that long after we recorded that episode or maybe even before Sony or Marvel, one of them came out and basically said like, you know, talks are over like. Right. It's just done. It's not right. gonna, we're not going to have a deal. But then, like, the next week or two, a couple news sites reported a rumor. Like, I haven't really seen too many details about it. Me neither. Um, but I only was, saw a couple sites. Like, like none of the yeah, big sites Yeah, it wasn't a I big follow. site either. Like, no. it wasn't like um, Collider. Or, I don't know. Who, I don't what it. I, I, I follow Collider. Yeah, like, it wasn't they, like they were they reporting didn't, it. They didn't report it, no. This was like, I don't know. Like, I can't think of where I saw it. But anyway. Right. Um. It was some. It was some number around thirty percent. So currently it's five. Apparently yeah. Marvel asked for fifty. So this is that's like, what the rumors. This say. is about yeah. in the middle. Exactly. And then Marvel puts Venom in the MCU, which is 
I would think it would be beneficial to Sony to get that character more out there, selling more toys and yeah, helping out their IP. Call. Yeah. Uh, but that's all we heard. So. Yeah, I, I, mean, I haven't heard anything else yet, so like, I'd be curious to see. Nothing official. No, no we, got, we got nothing. And I think they'll probably come up with some kind of an answer in the coming future. Because based on our poll, 79% of people said Marvel slash Disney would, would win, and, that, and only 21% said that Sony would. How did you word the poll question? I said who would win the fight for Spider-Man, Marvel Studios slash Disney or Sony? Yeah. So. I mean, it seems like, I don't know. I mean, it's cur- I, I was actually kind of surprised. I thought that Sony just holding on to their guns. I thought that I, that would I do think Marvel well, looks worse in the, in the, in the debate. Like Stanley's daughter they, came out and was like, Marvel has treated my father's legacy like horribly because of this. Marvel I, Studios, I should say, not, not Sony. Mm-hmm, like she yeah. said, it sounded like she was okay with Sony. So, I don't know. We'll have that. I mean, we'll, we've, we'll like, follow we, the story. Think, we'll see. Like, like we ended before. We, I mean, we like pr- trying to predict the future on this show. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get it right. And then Chris, last thing before we get into the episode, uh, the summer is officially over. Unfortunately, it is fall time. So that means that the uh, 2019 guest the tomato meter contest has officially come to an end. Oh boy! Once again, how did I do this year? Uh, <laughs> do you want to know the truth? <laughs> Wait. The truth? Yeah. Well, first tell me a lie, then tell me the truth. You did fantastic. It has the true That's one? the lie. Oh, okay. What's the true one? You never submitted a response. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> that is that is the truth. <laughs> well, I didn't lose. That is true. You also did not win, though. <laughs> so to round out the summer from when we ended. So this was kind of an interesting summer because when I first made this, the X-Men movie New Mutants was supposed to come out on August 2nd. That never oh, happened. That, that poor movie. The Artemis Fowl movie, which was distributed by Disney, that never got uh, distributed either. Um, but we ended the summer with the Angry Birds movie 2, uh, which was at 72%. And uh, nobody was close. The closest person was uh, Leif Drummond, who guessed 60 that's a good guess, honestly. But, like, uh, that was a great how did guess. you get a seventy-two? I have no idea. I guess twelve. Uh, most people were in like the thirties and forties. Uh, Paul Dewey, twenty-seven. South from Alaska, forty-five. Score. Uh, correct. Yep. Yep. So like three fourths of the critics liked the Angry Birds movie sequel. Yeah, which was kind of shocking. And uh, last but not least, uh, the last movie to come out for our summer list, anyway, was uh, It Chapter Two. Um, which I heard wasn't as good as the first one. I've heard that too. Yep. Uh, and that was at 62%. And uh, a couple people... Beat by Angry Birds too. Yeah, beat by Angry Birds too. I don't know what the average rating is though, so... Yeah, yeah, I know that, what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I guessed 80. Uh, we had someone, Emma Campbell, friend of the show, she guessed 66. So she was pretty close, only four off. Uh, most everybody else were in like the 90s and, and 80s. Couple, I would have gone people in the, in the 70s, too. yeah. So... Um, but that that brings the summer because uh, the tomato meter contest to uh, to an end. So do we have the final results? We do have the final results, and uh, I think everyone's going to say this was rigged. Oh, did you win? again? I did win again. What? Uh, I I won with one hundred and forty six points. That's like t- your second win. You won the very first one, didn't you? I did. Uh, but in second place with one hundred and forty three points, I'm going to give this person the win. Is uh, Emily Dewey? Nice. Listen to the show as well. So Good Emily, for her. Emily Dewey, congratulations! Uh, you are going to be the official winner of the guest the 2019 uh, Tomato Meter contest. Your prize, you can 
suggest any episode that you would like. So please reach out to us to uh, Twitter and uh, tell us what you would like us to do, and we will do it for you. Absolutely. So congratulations, and thank you so much for participating. And uh, hopefully everyone likes it again. We can do it next time. How, how did uh, Paul do? Paul uh, Paul got 122. So he was actually So that's, in, that's pretty respectable. He was in third place. Wow, the yeah. Dewey's cleaning so up. So the Dewey's cleaning up. Yeah, they came I was going to say, if, she, if he did poorly, she could like kind of you know hold it against him. But Exactly, that's right. Yeah, no, uh, the Dewey's came in second and third. Uh, Sal from Alaska, you put in a good effort, my friend. Uh, coming a little towards the end there. Uh, the Austin returning champ, Barrett, is not the returning champ. He's <laughs> coming in fourth. And then uh, our own Dan, co-host uh, Dan also, he came in fifth. And um, coming in last is our friend Leif Drummond, who uh, just, uh, you know, just a couple, couple numbers off here and there. But we appreciate you guys for participating in that. Yeah, thanks. So, uh, Chris, ready to get started? Uh, yes, I'm ready. You sure? Positive? Yeah. I had to think about it. Yeah, I mean, we could take I mean, if you want. I was considering, like, busting on Dan a little bit. Did Before we started, you want to? <laughs> well, you were saying he finished fifth place. Uh-huh. I don't know if he considers that better or worse than how he's doing in our fantasy oh, league. He's doing where so he's bad. Zero like three. He is in tenth place right now in our fantasy <laughs> league. He'd probably he probably would rather look at the guess the tomato. He's the only ball. person in our league without a win. Yeah, which is odd because last year he almost won. He was fantastic. Like yeah. he was so good. Yeah, he was great. But yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened I think either. he's actually been pretty unlucky with I a bunch for, of his players. I forget who his players are. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. We were just talking before the show. We know he got Dak Prescott Yeah, recently. He got him from out from under the waivers on yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dan. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll see what happens. There's still seven weeks left. probably turn it around and win and yeah. be making fun of me later. <laughs> exactly. All right. So remember, as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. And you can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? Uh, in honor, I don't know if that's the best word, uh, in reference to the yard work we've done. <laughs> that's right. In honor. Because we feel like it's basically been like just a month of yard work. That is all we've done. Steve that's, was, that's all I did all summer. Yeah. So Steve was like, hey, let's work it into the podcast and pick some uh some gardeners like something related to that yeah so uh i have taken uh pomona sprout the hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry herbology teacher yeah whose name is just i mean she was born for that role exactly the like na- the moment her parents named her or i mean well, well her last she, name is sprout she was born into the name right? that's like yeah high expectations I mean, for there's that no, kid you couldn't do anything else uh, I mean, you what, could what maybe like done? work for a children's television network. Didn't Nickelodeon have one called Sprout for a little bit? That does sound familiar. Yeah. That's uh, right. You could. She could be like like, like a whack a mole. Yeah, they, like they come sp- out of the ground or something. Mm-hmm. You know, but not much. You're right. Like yeah. really, you're destined for plant related things. Right. Exactly. I mean, I'm glad she found a job. Considering oh, yeah. there's only one position available, I'm and sure all it was of, competitive. Of, all of Hogwarts. Yeah. yeah. Yep, good benefits, I guess. <laughs> I mean, your castle's constantly under attack every year. Yeah. For a seven-year period. That's just, like, the bad years. So, all right, so great. So you're, so you're going with her. And uh, I'm going to be going with a Mr. Uh, Samwise Gamgee from The Lord of the Rings, who was uh, Bilbo Baggins and Frodo Baggins' uh, gardener for their house, Bag End. 
Wow. I apologize if you guys hear any like ruffling in the background. I don't know if I even talked about this on the show. No, we didn't. So, so I don't even know if I talked about Frank on the show. I don't know. So real quick, long long story short, Allie and I adopted two cats, one named Obi, one named Frank, named after Frank Costanza. Frank got sick, and unfortunately, Allie and I had to put him down. He was only 10 months old. He had a disease that we could not – there was no cure for. Um, our other cat, Obi, has been like her, and you can kind of hear him running around behind us. And his name is Morty, not for Rick and Morty, which is what all my students think, but he's named after Morty. That's son. what I said, too. No, unfortunately. Even though you told me the real thing, I still said, I mean, oh, if Rick you want to think that's what he's named after, you can think that. But um, he's named after Morty Seinfeld. Um, since Frank was named after George's dad, we said, hey, let's name him after Jerry's father. So you might hear him in the background a little bit. This is actually the first time we've recorded with him, so he's probably getting used to this. Uh, anyway, so, so yeah, so Samwise Gamgee, he's the gardener. And uh, for Bag End, which is the home for the Baggins. That worked in, out well there for their the name. It was, it was, yeah. They were born for that. They were born for that, right? Two instances of, like, serendipity in the movie world. Exactly. There's no way that was planned. No way that was planned. Completely by accident. And so so both of our characters have uh, long-standing histories of working out in the yard, working out with uh, plants, getting yeah. their hands dirty. Uh, so we, we, we can relate to them. And Do you know how, how much did J.R.R. Tolkien go into Sam Wise's gardening background? None at all. Really? Because yep. he loves going into detail on people's backgrounds. I know. I know. I mean, he wrote an entire chapter on, like, that one guy, Dan Bombadil or something. Tom, Tom Bombadil. Tom, Tom, Tom Bombadil. I can't even say it. Tom Bombadil. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got nothing. I literally, I, I've searched so much, so I'm really going to be digging Pun intended. <laughs> uh, trying to figure some stuff out here for uh, Samwise. Oh, I'm glad you didn't pick Tom Bombadil as your character. He probably had to, a garden, too. He probably, I mean, with, like, the entire, like, chapter yeah. and some... I mean, he, he, he like, lived in him. the woods, so he probably grew some stuff. Could have done Radagast. You could have. But I only know Radagast from the movie. I think, I, I feel like Radagast from the movie is different from Radagast in the book. I don't know. He was kind of a silly wizard. Yeah, he's just, like, covered in, like... He was like Davy Jones, but, like, on land. He like he like bark he like bark growing on him. Is that a good is that a good uh, You know what I think of him as um that pigeon woman from Home Alone 2. Oh. Just as a wizard. <laughs> that's actually really good because he did have like birds in his yeah. hat and everything like that. That's true. And they're both well no, he wasn't homeless. He had a little, a little house. <laughs> she seemed like she was homeless, right? She did. I think she was homeless. I don't know. Anyway. So so yeah, so that's that, that's what we're going with here. Uh, so Chris, you want to give a little background information on oh, um, pro- yes. P- Professor P- Pomona Sprout? P- Professor Pomona Sprout. Uh, I mentioned she is the head of the herbology department, herbology teacher at Hogwarts. She's also the head of House Hufflepuff. I totally forgot about that until I started researching. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a she's like described as a squat old woman. She has gray hair. I actually added the word old, but she looked kind of old. <laughs> she's described as a squat woman. Whoever played her in the movies, I think she's only in like a couple of them. Yeah, she was really not in that many scenes. There were some important, like relevant scenes to certain things that she would have had to be in. I, I right. imagine them. Um, but whoever like played her, like she's exactly what I oh, nailed it. She would look exactly. Like. She looks exactly like a herbologist. Like, like you said, like she's like, like, like short, stout, older woman. And she just looks like this woman that would just work in the gardens, like, all the time. Yeah, she does. Yeah. So, former student of Hogwarts, Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Uh, did very well at her biology and then came back to uh, be the teacher. She was um, definitely aligned closely with the Dumbledore side during the uh, 
the Wizarding War, uh, as like, told like in the Harry like Potter every, saga. Like every professor was, except pretty for much. Snape, yeah. but he was like a double agent, so yeah, that, that kind of counts. Yeah, exactly. But okay. she, she was pretty key, I would say, for for um, some of the efforts. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things she did in the in the books that I th- I think there is a movie scene about because it was relevant to the plot. She was growing mandrakes to yeah. make the restorative drought for the students and cat that yeah. were petrified. And ghost. And a ghost, yeah, a ghost can Which get I petrified. Never understood. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Well, no, I don't know if he got petrified. I thought he <laughs> died. Oh, it, did it kill the ghost? I forget what happened. Oh boy, that was yeah. a long time ago. I haven't yeah. read that in a long yeah, time. Me neither. But anyway, she made the potion to to help him out. You know, that was her that was her biggest movie related thing. Yeah, I, I remember that. And then I think um, she was in like the the last last one. She got probably got some mentions because they used some of her plants in the battle. Uh, okay. And uh, also. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Neville Longbottom. Oh, was, yeah, was right. really he good, was really close, really good her. at herbology. Yeah. So like he had some scenes with her and the plants he was, the stuff with plants he was doing. He got the plant book in the Goblet of Fire to tell Harry about the That's right. breathe underwater stuff. The, uh, the gill- gillyweed. Gillyweed. The gillyweed. Yep. A bit on the nose with the name, Except but in the movie. It was Mad Eye Moody who told uh, him about it. I think that's in the book too. I think I think Mad Eye Moody gave him the book. Oh, that's in, right. In the because he, I think he knew he was good at herbology, so he, so gave, he gave him, him the book, book so he would tell Harry. Right. That's right. I th- if I remember correctly, I, no, I think you are correct. Yes. Uh, so she fought in the war and she survived. She uh, she made it through. She was eventually. And I guess she was still teaching. And... Yeah, until at some unknown point, she was repl- Neville Longbottom. Eventually, started teaching her biology. Unknown if they were teaching at the same time or he took I've over. I've always wondered that about Hogwarts, like because I was actually when I was researching it, it said that she was in charge of the herbology department. So then it got me thinking, like, do they have other teachers? Right. It, yeah. Would it just be herself? But if there's an right. department, you're assuming that there's more than one. So yeah, I've always been been curious about that. Like, do they have like adjunct professors that come in? I mean, I guess I'd be like the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. That was like an adjunct yeah. for the year. <laughs> um, she definitely like has some like pretty positive views on education. Uh, she A quote on her, she said is, I feel that if a single pupil wants to come, then the school ought to remain open for that pupil. Wow. I like her. Uh, I th- That may have been when they were considering closing the school down when the um, Chamber of Secrets got opened. Oh, uh, okay. I'm not exactly sure. That's, that's like the only book really where she was prominent. Yeah, I think like you and like, like, and like we were the saying, and then the and then the final. The yeah, I, I can't really think of anything that I, I think every other reference is like not that plot centric. So like, there were some things like she like when kids were taking the owls, she was like giving practice like tests or, or something. something. Like, but I mean, like nothing like nothing I do, really I, major. I do remember in the first book. Remember when they have to go and to get the sorcerer's stone, and there's like all those levels. Yes. So the 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 devil snare yes. that plant that was her. Yeah, she wasn't in the movie. But they talked about it in the book. Exactly. Yeah. So Devil's Snare. I was going to bring it up later. That's cool. That's one of my one of my claimed one of my mm, weaponized plants. I would say. Okay. Uh, so it's like this giant like bed of vines. Yeah. And when you fall into it, it tries to kill you. Oh my god! Like it just and squeezes like, and squeezes. When you move, yeah. The more it, you move, the tighter it grows. It's kind of like quicksand. Like, yes, it is similar to yeah. quicksand in that way. Right. Uh, another um, kind of uh, offensive plant. Oh, it's farther down my list. What the heck is his name? I don't want it, it's a, it's something spider related. And I don't see it. Well, if you find it, make sure you bring yeah, it Yeah, it, it was my, it was my 
one of two. Oh, okay, here we go. The Venomous Tentacula. Oh, that sounds familiar. So that was also mentioned in the books. I think it made it into a movie. Okay. It was like a joke that was like the kids, aren't, the students aren't allowed to handle them till like their fifth year. So they're experienced and like if it grabs you and bites you, you're allowed to curse or something like that. Oh, okay. That was like a joke about that. Part. Right. Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's poisonous. It has, it has, it's kind of like a head shaped thing with a mouth and it has tentacles and it can bite you and have some poison. I like it. So uh, that's going to help you out. Definitely. Yeah. So those, those are really my, and just general magic abilities of being a Hogwarts professor. Oh, she, wizarding, yeah, she, can do, she can do you know, a wizard. She needs to. Which I guess, yeah, yeah, she she has general spell knowledge and uh, her specialized knowledge of plants. And uh, one other thing I'll, I'll hold off to and if things go bad for uh-oh. me. Uh-oh, uh-oh. You're going to pull a Steve, uh, um, maybe? Yes. Okay. All right, fair enough. Uh, all right, so like I said, I'm going to go with uh, Samwise Gamgee, who is also known as Samwise the Brave, Samwise Gardner. Uh, and he was also mayor of the Shire. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, at the at end, the end right, of yeah. Return of the King in the book. He uh, became uh, the mayor of the Shire. There was actually a bunch of things that happened at the Shire in the books that a lot of people probably don't even realize. Um, that was actually going to be one of my uh, my fun facts. Oh, okay. And well, I'll, I'll say we'll that wait, for the end. Give people a reason yeah, to listen. Exactly. Well, hopefully we us just being here is a reason for them to listen, <laughs> but I guess that'll be the reason for them to stick around. Uh, so most people know – go ahead. I was going to say, yeah. come for the arguments, stay for the fun stay facts. Stay for the fun facts. So I feel like most people know really the story of Lord of the Rings, but – um, there's an evil well, could ring. Could you please summarize it in detail? I will summarize it. <laughs> you guys got three hours, and that's just for the first one. I'm ready. There's an evil dark lord. His name is Sauron. His soul, like spirit, is sucked in this one ring of power. Uh, hundreds of years pass. A hobbit named Frodo eventually gets it. He needs to destroy it. And his uh, gardener, which he's not really like a best friend. I feel like he's just his gardener, really. Like I feel like they're like acquaintances. Like probably say <laughs> hi. Yeah, I don't even know how that group got together. I don't remember. I think that Frodo, I mean, I'm no Tolkien expert whatsoever. If I could get Colbert on here right now, I totally would. But I feel like uh, Frodo was probably closer with Merry and Pippin than he was with Sam, I feel. So you're saying it's like a friend of a friend situation? I think it might be. But over the course of the films, which is the only way way I've experienced it, I can't really speak because I haven't read the books. I mean, Sam and Frodo become... You know, brothers, best like, friends. Oh, yeah. And some people argue that Sam is really the true hero uh, in the story because he basically carries Frodo through the whole journey. And they end up destroying the ring together. Uh, they they go through so many things. They go through tons of battles. They fight orcs. Um, they fight Shelob, the giant spider. And they basically infiltrate uh, Mount Doom in order to destroy the ring. And uh, that's that's basically the story. But like I said, he he uh, he's Frodo's gardener. That's his only um, real experience when it comes to uh, <laughs> to gardening. But I do have to say that I mean, if you look at pictures of Bag End online, it is gorgeous. It is so you know, well. That is so true. It is like beautiful. It's so well landscaped. The grass is perfect. So I don't know. So are we debating who would win in a fight? Like the podcast name I, is. I kind of assumed we were fighting. Or are we debating who would have like the nicest? Uh, Hedge trimmings. Uh, let's well, let's let's talk about that right now. Okay, we'll get that out of the way. Okay, Samwise. I uh, I can't really argue because <laughs> first of all, the scenes I remember of the herbology department, it's like in greenhouses. Yep, and I mean it's kind of messy. There's dirt everywhere. Totally. She grows multiple plants that hurt people. So that's what I was going to use against you. 
And I was just going to say, like, like she would be like, oh, yeah, I just planted a couple mandrakes over here near your, like, like, mailbox. Almost everything is dangerous that she does. Yeah. You'd be walking across, like, your driveway and you just have devil snare, like, wrapping your legs and basically just pulling you into the yard. There were, like, some non-dangerous plants, but there was one right. in one of the books that, like, Ron dropped some seeds and, it, like, the way the plant worked is sprout. And he dropped a bunch, made a big mess, and she got mad at him. I mean, I don't blame That's her. not a dangerous her. plant. No. But it, now it's but like a, it's a cleanup situation. The dangerous ones are what like you know get you turning the pages. So yeah, you oh, got to yeah. draw them in. Like, oh boy, no one like you said. Tolkien didn't even bother writing about Sam's gardening. No, we don't know how he got those beautiful topiaries. So sculpted was not important to the plot. I mean, he didn't have power tools. No, so not at all. He's he was really spending a lot of time. I found an image online, and it's going to be part of the thumbnail for this episode. And it, I I've never seen this image from the movies. And it's of um, Sean Astin holding a flower. And, like, he just looks at it with, like, such, like, endearment. He looks like and he's in love with that he flower. He looks like he's totally in love with the flower. He's taking care of it. And, yeah, exactly. He just wants to treat it with the most, like, dear love and respect that he can he can give to it. In one scene, um, the um, Professor Sprout's uh, venomous tentacula. It's such a weird thing to say, that word. <laughs> um it, she has to slap it because its tentacles are crawling up her arm or her shoulder. Okay. She has to give it a whack. Say, don't bite me. All right. So we can kind of segue into okay. into, into fighting there because that kind of shows how Professor Sprout is kind of fearless. Oh, yeah. She, like, will do anything with, like, yeah, she grows, like, really dangerous plants. Yeah. Doesn't care. Not at let's all. Kids, let's kids play with them. Right. I mean, once they're old enough. But let's be honest. Like, I mean, she's letting. When are you old enough kids... to deal with those? With a deadly plant. Like, the second-year kids were dealing with the, the mandrakes. And yeah, but they were babies then. Oh, that is true, because they won't kill you yet. So, like, a juvenile mandrake... The, so, like, the baby ones they were dealing with, the scream was just, like, painful and, like, And it can make you pass out. When they get a little older, they can knock you unconscious. Yeah. A fully-grown adult mandrake will kill you It'll with kill a you. scream. It's crazy. That's my that's my backup, my secret weapon. Oh, you're going to pull out a mandrake? Yeah. Oh, man. So wait, you are, you just, are you, you going to be carrying on a pot then? Yeah. Okay. Or it's in my pocket. Well, so are you are you going to have your earmuffs on? Yes, I have earplugs. The entire time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, if she's... Like, if like she her ear, the, so she wears earmuffs, not I'm earplugs. sure there's some magic spell that could make her oh, not hear. That's what we're going to get into here. <laughs> we're we're going to get into there must be a magical spell that can... Well, Yeah. It's basically the uh, what's that called like e, e duos machina or something? Deus ex machina. Deus exactly. Machina. Yeah. Just like the eagles in Lord of the Rings. So I guess uh, I'll just use that to my advantage if I need to. Also. Oh, then an eagle comes and picks and me up. An eagle comes and picks me up and takes me home. But all right. So 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 say you are talking though about the mandrakes. Right? Okay. So I, okay. So I will bring this up. Samwise does have some experience with something along those lines. What's that? The Nazgul, the ring wraiths. What do they do? Their screams are like super deafening. All right. So what did he do to to fight that? He covered his ears. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Ah, oh, the secret defense. The technique. secret defense. He just covered his ears. Ah, uh, if only the wizards knew that. I mean, they're wearing their earmuffs. Like so they're out in the cold. I'll just quickly. My main. I'm not. I wasn't going to use the mandrake right away. I feel like that's a risk because, like, she'd also have to make sure she didn't hear it. Could backfire. There's potential for collateral damage if anyone. Like, I don't want to kill anyone or everyone around us. Right. Uh, but so I have my. My wand and my magic spells. Sam's Sam's like, I mean, there is magic in the Lord of the Rings, but it's like a Sam, different. But Sam doesn't use it anyway, right? Yeah. But even like, I was. 
he knows magic wouldn't like catch him by surprise because he knows about magic. Correct. But he like would, he, he doesn't would not be phased by it. But he doesn't really know the magic. The magic of Harry Potter is different than the magic in Lord of the Rings. So like, what kind of magic would you would you be? Oh well, first would you just obviously, be obviously Expelliarmus. What would you be Expelliarmusing? My sword. Your sword. Okay. And then if I have to, I'd use uh, you know the uh, Petrificus Doctalis. Oh, petrify okay. your whole body. Okay. I could use the um, confounding. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the ones that aren't really, really bad that just like incapacitate. Okay. Uh, and it's kind of unfair because I don't think you really have any defenses against that. Like, do you have, did you have something in mind to, to fight back against just general Harry Potter magic? No, because Harry Potter magic is just so broad. And, it is. And you really never know what they're going to be coming at you with. Because, I mean, you get her in the wrong mood. She just avada cadavers you. Well, she I mean, wouldn't do that, though. I hope not. You get her, I'm just saying, you get her in the wrong mood. She's not going to. But that's like in, um, in Half-Blood Prince, like, Harry uses, or in the fifth one, I forget, but he uses, like, one of the curses. The torture one, I The think? torture one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, you would think, like, oh, Harry's too good, he wouldn't do that. But, like, you get him to their breaking point where they're like, I'm going to do this now. Yeah. You know? So, I don't think that I would get Professor Sprout to her breaking point. Um, but it's, it's, it's always a possibility that, that she could use it. I mean, looking at my weapons, I have a sword... I have... Uh, does your sword have a name? His probably does. I don't remember off the top of my head. Because Sting is Frodo's. Yeah. And Sting is the one that vibrates. And there's no orcs in the Harry Potter universe. So that's not going to help me. Unless... Is it orcs or enemies nearby? No, it was like a specific... I, I think, think, I it, think was it was orcs. orcs. Uh, so so I don't I don't have that. I do have my own sword. Which which he did fight against Shelob with. Oh, yeah. He did well. So he does have experience fighting against a bigger opponent not trying to call professor sprout fat or anything like that but um he did fight against that and he also has that uh, mystical uh like light bulb thing that he got from galadriel oh yeah uh which isn't like necessarily blinding but it is very bright because he was because when she saw that it really it really turned him off so that though could probably help your plants because plants like thrive on sunlight except devil snare devil snare hates sunlight that is its weakness fire and light fire yeah and sunlight. so so if you did pull out the devil snare right. you you counteracted the devil snare I, I, I was gonna say my basic plants would be the devil snare and the uh one i keep forgetting the name of the Mandrake? the venomous tentacula okay well tentacula sounds like tarantula yeah that's i'm pretty sure that's what it's a play on so you fought, you're saying you've Sam, already fought Sam, a spider. You already fought a giant spider. All right, so you got my two plants out of the way. And mandrakes because he's because you can cover your ears. Race. Cover my, I can cover my ears. Oh, he knows about ear covering. He, he knows about ear covering. So you exactly. only have to deal with general Harry Potter magic, which that's, is already super powerful and deadly. Exactly. That's all. That's all I have. It's to honestly deal with. not even, but better than all those plants. <laughs> no. Wait, it is better. I, it's not I better. would say. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It is better. The plants are mostly annoying at this point. So at that point, I mean, I'd have this would just be like a. Like like a one v one like fist kind of fight. Like I'd have to go inwards. You'd have to dodge the spells. I'd have to dodge the spells, which Sam, like Return of the uh, King, Sam could do, not yeah. Fellowship of the Ring, Sam. Bef- yeah. Oh, uh, you're right, Sam. Yeah, like Sam was a little a little on the tubby side. Yeah, no, he's a not, little bit. I mean, all hobbits. They're not like no. They're not. They're, they're not, not going a, to the gym every day. Yeah, exactly. No, so they're not like the elves. No, I mean the elves are toned. Yeah, they're super super good looking. <laughs> <laughs> right so we, his agility is questionable yes i mean he does gain a lot of experience but also by the end of the third book he's really tired like 
they've been like going through Mordor. I just want to, I just want to go home. Yeah. So they did, they, I think, I believe they get chain. They they get chain mail or is that only Mary and Pippin? Frodo gets that like chain mail. That's like impenetrable. See, that'd be nice. I mean, you got to just talk to Frodo before the fight. Like, Hey, can I borrow some stuff? man? Doesn't, doesn't, um, doesn't Sam steal it or no? I don't, I don't remember ring. that. I thought oh, I should have rewatched these before we watched them. They're so good. This maybe the, I thought maybe Sam stole it. That 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 shiny shirt they call it. They call it the shiny shirt. That's what the orcs call it. Oh, okay. He's like that shiny shirt. Uh, that's mine. I think it was mithril. Oh, that's totally what it is. Mithril chainmail. Because does somebody get stabbed by? It? Oh, Frodo gets stabbed by it. That's right. I'm thinking what? of Fellowship of the Ring. Frodo gets stabbed by it from the ring wraith. Um, no, the second time he gets stabbed, he gets stabbed by a cave troll. Oh, okay. In the, the mines of Moria. And everyone's like, oh crap, he just got stabbed again. But then he like pulls his like shirt apart and it's like, like Superman, look at my meat throw kind of thing. And like Boromir was like, oh, there's more to this hobbit than meets the eye. And then he like transforms into a robot. And then that's where like the shared universe really went downhill. <laughs> so. So yeah, so I think, like you said, when it comes to the magic, I mean, if you Petrificus Totalis me, there's no way. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's totally it. I, if we live in a world where the ring isn't destroyed yet, you could potentially be very powerful if you could get that ring. I don't think Sam would use it, though. You don't think so? Because Sam, knows, he Sam, knows never, the Sam never used it. He never succumbed to its No, he never did. You're right. Frodo did on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the very end when he was right there, he, he put it right on his finger. Sure did. But Sam never did. Sam could always fight the temptations. So, all right, Petrificus Totalis, you'll get me on that. I don't even know how you get out of Petrificus Totalis. I think you just wait. Or there's like a counter curse. You got to know some Which wizard I to help you. I can't do that. Well, if Gandalf knows that spell. Well, so that's the thing. Are we bringing in other people too to help us out? Uh, I, I, I'm just trying to give you some options because it is a little unfair when one of the persons in the fight like knows magic and the other doesn't. Did you use your other your other play, or that was that was uh, the mandrake? That was the mandrake. Okay, yeah. I, I remember you saying that, but I wasn't sure if that was your. I was final, saving that because I thought play. it was a little risky, a little. Dangerous. Oh yeah, it could be a it could backfire. Yeah. Absolutely, like I could accidentally just like kill a whole town because I pulled this guy up. But like, so if I bring if I bring Gandalf, sure. Problem is, does Middle Earth magic undo? Wizarding World magic. They're, like I was saying, they're very different types of magic. Right. So then you have to argue like, oh, I'm sure there's a spell in Middle Earth that can, right. you know, unbind someone's unbind someone's body or something along those lines. What did Gandalf do? Remember when um, the king of, what is it, the Rohan? He was like, yeah. He was kind of like, he was like possessed. Yeah, yeah. And he was all old. What did, did he? Did he do king, like king a Theoden. spell to break? Yes, King, king Theoden. Theoden. Did he do a spell to break that curse, or did he just like talk him out of it? He did. I like, think he did a spell. Okay, because because um, Worm Wormtongue was that yeah. his name? Wormtongue. Yes, yes. He was super big about Gandalf not having a staff. Yeah. So when Gandalf came in, he he had the staff, and then he was you know pointing it at King Theoden and. Okay. And they basically just did like the best like miracle wrinkle removal <laughs> cream of like all time. That's that's the CG on that is actually really good. It's it's I super recently cool. saw that because I watch a YouTube channel about uh CG. Oh, yeah, you've been telling me about that. And uh I don't know if they did that scene specifically, but I saw that scene like probably because YouTube linked it to me. And it's really good when they like It looks like two do, different when they do people. that transition. I don't know if it is two different people. Like two different actors. Oh, I didn't think it is, but it could be. Because 
like he looks really old. Like yeah. he looks super different. I mean, he's basically he's like gray. Oh Even yeah, his and, skin it's like, tone. and it's like he has a long scraggly beard, long long and, gray hair, like yeah. really thin, and he's all wrinkly, wrinkly and right. And white, then he turns no. like pale, not, not pale, like skin tone, yeah, like peach, whatever, and um, Caucasian, and he's got like the the reddish beard, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it's a really good transition to like for that. See, Lord of the Rings had a lot of good CGI, yeah, and a lot of like okay CGI. Looking back, yeah, I mean it's early two thousand, right? Exactly, for, like for some, given the yeah, time, yeah. But, I mean, so Gandalf was able to do that magic there. Yeah, I was just trying to think of an example of, like, an actual spell in Lord of the Rings. Because, like, a lot of his magic was, like, I can't even think of, like, some of the magic he did. Like, was, like, lighting up his staff. Or- <laughs> uh, when he opened, uh, when he, well, that really wasn't even a spell. When he opened the door to the Mines of Moria, he just spoke, like, friend and, like, elvish. Yeah. yeah but anyone could have done that. Spell. I don't yeah, think well, Frodo was the one who came up with it. He's like, what's the elvish word for friend? Um, I'm trying to think. There's one. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the um, uh, uh, Evangeline Lily. Not Evangeline Lily. Liv Tyler? Liv Tyler. I always get those two confused. Uh, when Liv Tyler is getting chased by the ring race and she has that oh, spell. Oh, yeah. And she has all those like water horses, yes. which is super cool. Okay. So and it we, washes over them. So spells of that type And that's an elf doing the... that, too. That's not a wizard. Yeah. That was an elf doing that. <laughs> Yeah, so Gandalf should be even stronger. Oh my gosh, yeah. But I can't, like I said, I mean, the only thing he did was, like, call an eagle Uber to come and pick him up a couple times. Yeah, which is useful, but not as much uh, for counteracting yeah, Harry Potter's spells. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I can't think of any other, like, real, like, magic that happens. So Gandalf may or may not be able to counteract spells. Uh, so let's say, for the benefit of the doubt, that he he can do something. He can help. Okay. Who would Professor Sprout bring? Because then I get a I get a helper. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. So who would who would I bring in? Like I would also. By the way, I'd also bring in Gandalf the Gray, not okay. Gandalf the White. Why? Just because if Gandalf the Gray died, he could come back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then I could get him back again. Okay. Well, how do you know Gandalf the White can't do that? I just. He I've, ran. I've, I've actually always been curious, like, what would happen if Gandalf the White died? Like, would he come back as, like, Gandalf, like, the Red or something? Gandalf the, like, really, really white. Well, he's got, like, his, like, oh, like, bleach white. Yeah. Gandalf the Albino. Yeah. They have, like, their, like, wizarding order. In yeah, the you're, you're right. There's, like, there's, like, White's the highest. White, I believe, is the highest. But then there's, that's, that's what Saruman was. Saruman was white, and then Radagast the brown. Yeah. And then, there were the, and then there's two blue ones. But they didn't do anything. And they had no names. Yeah, they just... Because, like, like, I think even in the books, because I think they mentioned that in the, in the one movie, the prequel ones. Yeah. And he's like, oh, there's two blue ones. I don't remember anything about them. Yeah. I think they, like, just left or something. Yeah. All right. So I, I'm picking Gandalf the Gray. So TBD. I, so I could take... Well, if Cedric Diggory was alive, he was a Hufflepuff, very talented wizard. But he died. Yeah, sadly. R.I.P. Uh, Neville Longbottoms, I think a logical choice. Great Hufflepuff wizard. That's true. Has to uh, do with or, Neville Well, he was, he was Gryffindor. He but, was Gryffindor. But a great... He's a great wizard. Great herbology student, great wizard. Yep. Relationship with Madam... With Debatably the, the chosen one. Yeah, exactly. True. Uh, and he has experience with a sword. Yeah, a, that's true. He killed sword from the Gini. Yeah. Pulled the pulled the Gryffindor sword out of a hat. But see, like uh, Samwise probably wouldn't like that because uh, Samwise considers snakes to be one with nature, part of gardens. You need them to get rid of mice. And then you got this guy over here who's just murdering snakes. 
that would be uh, uh, Samwise's opera, uh, operand, what's that? Opera, modus operandi, like Latin for mm. like the reason you do things. That's what it is. Oprah's No, you're saying the right thing. I just I don't I don't know. It's a questionable usage of the term. I, maybe I don't get what you're saying. I think that would drive Samwise to fight against Neville. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay, if that's he's fine. Just going they're, around killing snakes. That's fine. They're fighting. I mean, Samwise wouldn't know like the whole story behind Nagini. He would just see him kill a snake and be like, <gasps> they could, they could pause in the middle of their fight and be like, wait, can you give me the whole background of Lord of the Rings <laughs> and you guys tell us the whole background of Harry Potter? And then they'll be friends by the end of that because that'll, that'll be like – that'll take like a couple days. Oh, my God. And they'd be like, yo, that's so cool. Like, we both like, have oh. really cool stories. Oh, my God. That's so cool too. Exactly. And they'd be like, hey, you guys have a giant spider. We have a giant spider. <laughs> that seems pretty similar. You guys have like dark cloaked figures that go around. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys. We we what are we we can just get all get along. Exactly. We're, we're, not, friends. So di- we're not so different, you and I. Just blast, blast Sauron's eye with the uh, blind some blinding curse. There you go. Done for good idea one of like when they always turn their like wands into flashlights they all do it just point at Sauron's eye just blind him uh all right so you would pick Neville then yeah I'll take Neville okay. if, if we're going if we're getting a uh an in in lore teammate I think that's a fair fair pick uh that just makes me even that should give me a second wizard with yeah. the sword yeah oh yeah and he's got the sword of Gryffindor yeah so I mean is there anything in Lord of the Rings that like counteracts magic that we know of I'm sure I, there is. There might be. I just don't know enough about the world. Me neither. Unfortunately. Like, if you just had, like, a shield that could block magic, like, that like that might even the fight up. And then it's just a sword. Like, all right, here's here's the thing. If we take Professor Sprout's magic away, mm-hmm. she's just a nice old lady. <laughs> so yeah. she has no chance. No against, chance whatsoever. Against a sword-wielding, you know. So if I could really just get the wand out of her hand, that yeah. would be my go I, I think that I think you're right, yeah. But there are some wizards, I believe, that could conjure up spells. Yes, that's true. Wand, or without um, even saying the spell. I believe in the lore, it's like, you know, certain spells. It's not like you can, like, do the most powerful spells without right. a wand. But, yeah. yeah, you're definitely right. I don't really know how powerful Professor Sprout's magic was. Yeah, we really don't have anything to compare yeah. with. Like, she really all, like, her stuff, her contributions were plant-based. And she's really good at that. Mm-hmm. Really good at that. Might not be a great gardener. Might might you might die if well, you come home from work. But. There's more to gardening than just pretty flowers. Yes, that's true. Some of her gardening saved lives, tons of lives. Yep. And the kids learned a valuable lesson at the end of it. Cover your ears, kids. Yes. Cover your ears. Also, school is everything in school is very dangerous. Oh my gosh, that's cool. I mean, oh my god, could you imagine? They must have had so many student deaths every year. Oh my gosh, they had. I mean, you have to average at least like five a year. Easily. Yeah, with herbology and defense against the dark arts. Quidditch. Quidditch. And Quidditch are putting kids in coma. When Hagrid taught the animal class. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you got Malfoy, like, broke his arm. Not really. Um, like, uh, the transformation was transfiguration. You yeah, know, they actually so, like, turn a kid into, like, a, a pencil. And yeah. They just snap him in half by accident. Yeah, exactly. Or even if you turn into a pencil, like, you kind of died. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, this is like getting into like philosophy here. Like, what are like are you? What makes you alive? Right. Like, if you're a pencil, not many people would say that you're alive. That's right. Yeah, you're just you're just a pencil. And like, then if you still have a heart, or did your heart turn into graphite? You're just a pencil. Yeah. Like, if you you have you you might have a soul depending on how you know how that works. Right. But like, um, 
then you turn back like you're kind of just a new version of yourself with the same memories i don't know that's what i'm saying it's like a it's like a philosophical question yeah if you transform from a human into that object you're no longer the human you are that object like uh have you ever heard so like teleportation so like star trek type teleportation basically like breaks down your your atoms and like transmits them and then puts them back together but like it's kind of like wonka vision too yeah exactly but like if you're not like put back together with the same atoms or even if you are in the exact same way too right does order matter so like what if you just it's like making a copy of a person yeah but like is it the same person good question (laughs) i know i feel like we have the wrong podcast for this this has been philosophy hour with who would, who would philosophize? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How do we get onto that? Her- magic spells, how dangerous Hogwarts is, right? Exactly, yes. And then not to mention all the wars and attack- attacking creatures and all that stuff. Yes. But now Voldemort's gone, so it's all good. It's all rainbows and butterflies. They hopefully are much safer. Unless you go on Pottermore. It sounds like Pottermore is like a hot mess with everything going on there. Oh, because J.K. Rowling probably tweeted something out. She's always adding uh, things that people yeah, are like, all like, right, is that really Oh, necessary? actually, the two years after Harry graduated, a cave troll broke in again and killed two little kids. <laughs> well, it turns out that Harry's credits didn't transfer from his seventh year because <laughs> he didn't go. So technically, he was absent all year. So he was uh, truant. So he has to uh, make up the seventh year. He has year. to repeat seventh year. Exactly. Even though he saved the Wizarding World. But they don't appreciate that kind of stuff. They don't acknowledge that. But, uh, Chris, uh, before we head out of here, you want to, um, get any fun facts? Oh, I, I don't, I don't actually, I forgot to look for fun facts for today. I got a couple. Do you have any? So, uh, so the one that I was holding off till later that you said is something that happens in the books that some people don't know about because it's not in the movies. So in Return of the King, when all of the hobbits return to the Shire, the, they find the Shire, like basically like burnt down and overrun by orcs and saruman is like in charge of it he's basically like taken over all the shire and the hobbits lead a revolt to uh overthrow him and basically take back the shire which is like this huge thing but nowhere is it in the in the films the only thing that you can really see is when they in the first movie i believe frodo has a vision from galadriel i always forget galadriel uh, and she shows like what could happen in the future if he fails, and it shows like the Shire being burnt down and overrun by orcs. Oh, so, that, so, so a lot of people think that that's like a uh, homage to that that part of the book. Uh, I mentioned Sam becoming the mayor; he becomes the mayor of the, of, uh, of the Shire. And I'll, I think most people know this fun fact, but some people might not. Um, at the end of Fellowship of the Ring, the movie, when Frodo is in the boat. And he's sailing away without Sam, and he's like leaving him on the shore, and he's like, "I'm going on without you, Sam." And then like Sam swims out to him, um, and then like he, I think he starts to drown because he like got all this pack <laughs> on him and stuff like that. In real life, Sean Astin cut his foot on a piece of glass or like a broken bottle or something that was at the bottom of the river where they were filming it, and it like sliced his foot open pretty pretty good. And uh, I don't know if you can see his expression from the take where he cut his cut his foot, but I heard it was uh, it was pretty pretty bad. Uh, and that's that's pretty much all I got. Sean Astin's an American hero. He's uh, 
He's he he he. The star of Stranger Things season two. I was two. gonna say he uh, joined the the Stranger Things crew and uh, was fantastic in that as Bob. As Bob. And Bob from Radio Shack. Bob from Radio Shack. And I and I don't really remember if he's been. In, oh, he's um. Allie and I just saw him the other day. Not in per, in person. He's um. He's the new Colonel Sanders. Oh really? Yeah, he's the new Colonel Sanders. We just saw that on TV the other day. I thought that was pretty funny. He did a pretty good job. I looked up a couple of Professor Sprout facts. What do you got? So uh, she was played by uh, British actress Miriam Margolis. 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 Margolis? Sure. I don't know. Uh, And appeared in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which would have been reference to the Mandrake restorative potion. Yep. And Deathly Hallows Part 2. Okay. Which also was her role to, uh, you know, help with the plants. Uh, One thing I should say, another powerful... Offensive magic spells she knows among all the other ones that would be useful is the severing spell because that's actually useful in her activities if she has to like cut the like a vine off a plant. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Especially that one that it just attacks you. Yeah. So you can cast that spell to cut its vines off. Um, another uh, interesting fact uh, during most of the first six books, Sprout was the only head of a house whose name was not an alliteration. I read that too. Until and I had to go through them because I. Couldn't remember who the other Minerva McGonagall, Severus, Severus Snape, Snape, and do you remember this is the one I had Flitwick's right? name? I don't know. It's like Phileas Flitwick Phileas. or something okay. like that. Yeah. So until basically until Horace Slughorn, correct? She was because the only he one. took over uh, Slytherin House for Snape in the sixth book. Yes. I wonder if there's a rule where, if like if you're the potions professor, you have to be in charge of Slytherin. Because wouldn't you think that Snape would just still be in charge of the Slytherin House? Because he became the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher in that book. Yeah, I would think that. You know what was, I mean? Was he not? No, because Horace Slughorn took over the head of house for Slytherin, like you just said. Okay. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Uh, Sorry, I was trying to read more fun facts, and I kind of like got lost, and then it was too complicated for me. That's okay. But I'm glad everyone else got to hear it. I'm sure it made sense. <laughs> you can explain it to me later, so you don't have to explain it for a third time. That's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so um, hopefully everybody uh, enjoyed uh, this episode. Hopefully everybody enjoyed the rest of their summer. What was uh, what was left of it? Got outside and enjoyed the weather. I think we at least around here we had some great weather. We had this was like the best summer weather I remember in a long time. Like even like right now, it's it's still nice. It's a little warm at times. Like it's been it's been a little We've humid, had some, a little hot and humid recently. But, but we haven't had most. I mean, really good. I mean, I really would like some rain because we haven't had rain in like yeah, two, we two weeks. It's been there's some rain in the time. forecast now. Is there? Yeah, perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Not till next Sunday. Chris, though. thanks for doing that for me. No. Next like Sunday, Monday. This, this is getting completely this useless. Sunday? Yeah. Okay. Completely useless information for people listening to this podcast <laughs> who don't live where we live <laughs> just, or listen to it a week after. You know, South Jersey is going to get rain this Sunday. <laughs> if you're listening to this a year from now, we're going to get rain. Oh boy, you're so, really brace yourself. Putting it out there that our, our predictions abilities. Uh, yeah, we're we're good when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, so uh, we're we're getting close to 100. We're we got one more after this to get to 100. Yep, we're going to get there. We. We we're, we're still thinking of everybody. We we have we have episodes planned. Like Chris and I just mentioned at the top, it's just been a little. And we're always talking about that. We're always saying it's hectic. But uh, I'm back at school now, so the new school year going on. Things with that have been busy also, and I'm involved more with some other things going on at the school. So I have some long days sometimes, and sometimes it's hard just to sit down and carve out like some time just to really get it down. 
but we appreciate everybody still listening. If you have not left us a review, please leave us a review on the iTunes store. It really helps us spread the word, and we will leave you a fictional background uh, for your review. I saw the other day someone left us like a two-star review and a one-star review, but there was no review. Like I think they just clicked oh, like, okay. one and two. So I think our average went down from like a 5.0 to like a 4.8 or something. So if, if you have not or you, you have friends who listen to podcasts, just please spread the word. Really help us boost that up a little bit. All the positive uh, words that we can get really, really help us out. We got a one-star review. Yeah, I actually tried l- looking at it before we started recording and nothing was coming up. But um, yeah, I don't know why. We're not that bad. No, I don't think so. I remember we got one once that said, I'm 20 minutes in, and they haven't even started the topic yet, which I know at the top. Fair, fair we can, call. Well, which, is a, which is a fair call at the beginning. We'd like to you know, catch up with what's going on and everything like that. So, But, you know, it is what it is. You can't please everybody. Yeah, exactly. It's no biggie. So what I wanted to add, though, about episode 100, yeah. we're you know, playing with a few ideas for it, but I would like to say it might be something kind of... I don't want to say recap, but like pulling in stuff from other past episodes. Yes. So if, if there was an episode you particularly liked for any reason, like you thought it was like a good argument or just funny or, or weird or something, if you could tweet it to us, let yes. us know. Yes. Your favorite moment. Yeah. Something, uh, something, anything like that. Anything like that. Favorite episode, favorite use of the transitive property. Um, <laughs> any, any, anything like that. Um, we'd really like to appreciate it because it's, it's crazy to think it's been over three years and, yeah, hundred episodes in, and we've we've spent a lot of hours talking about who would win scenarios. And I know that there's some other shows out there that do similar stuff. A lot more have come up over the over the couple, past couple of years, but we really appreciate the fan base that we have, and we just want to continue growing and continue moving forward past the hundred and to see where we can go. All right, so that's going to be it for episode ninety eight of the Who Would Win Cast. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, like always, there's going to be a poll on Twitter where you can vote for who you think would win between Professor Pomona Sprout and uh, Samwise Gamgee in a fight, not in a gardening contest. <laughs> I think we already established who that winner I would conceded. Be. You conceded right right off the bat. Yeah. It's, it's Samwise. So thank you so much for listening. And as always, please subscribe, follow, and rate. And please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Laps tight down and watch me closely. You grasp your mandrake firmly. You pull it sharply up out of the box. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.